to the Spirit Zone okay. Business Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I am Lauren. And today's episode is brought to you by the Afterlight Institute, Ignite the Light, Magic, and Miracles Within. If you are a spiritual teacher, mentor, or educator, and you would like to have your very own online course, however, you don't know how to navigate the tech or the marketing, you might not have the time or the financial means to make your online course come to life and come to light, well, the Afterlight Institute would like to urge you to apply for a mentorship to get your online course created. So basically what we do is we take care of all the stuff that you don't want to do. We help you to build your very own online course. We host it on our website and you get to make money from selling your course. So it's pretty cool. All the details can be found in the show notes or head to the Afterlight, that's L-I-G-H-T Institute.com. Perfect. So Michelle, before we kick off on how or what we've been up to this week, maybe we should tell our listener at home the theme for today's show. And um, I'll point to you because mm-hmm. it's actually your idea. It is. And it is the dream weaver, the theme of today. So what we're talking about there, Lauren, is what we can, I guess, do with our dreams or how we can utilize them and maybe the meanings of those to assist with our maybe business life, personal life, all of the above. So we're going to be talking a bit about that today and maybe giving the listener at home a few tips around how they may be able to boost their dreaming, remember their dreams more, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So that's what's coming up today and I'm super excited about it. But first we need to catch up on what's been going on with you Mm. and little George and the farm and all of the above. Little George George here is uh, eating a a bone right beside me. So he's being very quiet, which is good. Let's hope he stays that way. Yeah, no, just um, going to puppy school, taking George out to meet, uh, you know, people in the world, aside from, you know, maybe like some of the turkeys that he interacts with on our property. I don't mean actual turkeys domestic. I mean like wild turkeys that you guys have here in Australia. Uh, yeah, nothing really going on that's overly significant. I started a manifestation gratitude journal. So I'm on day two of that, just waking up in the morning and writing down my intentions because uh, it's something that I've gone, you know, I'd sometimes do and sometimes don't. I'd like to be a little bit more intentional about creating the best day possible. So I'm doing that and day two is pretty good. Getting back into yoga and yeah, just overall, just loving life, honestly. Works great. That The Institute's exciting. I get to hang with you. So it's pretty awesome. So wow. <laughs> it's like the most boring summary ever. What about you? How are things well, going Life doesn't have to be difficult to be interesting, does it? Um, I've just got some cards yeah. here. I'm just shuffling at the moment. So this is my angels and ancestors. We do a weekly card draw during our podcast. So this is a Kyle Gray deck. I will put the link in the show notes. I don't know whether I've used this during the podcast before. I don't know that I have. I may have. But angels and ancestors. So you did the... You did past life past last life. week, so you're oh, going to so do this, is your this turn. week as well. Is this your yeah, turn? That's okay. No, no, no you go. Yes, but I if you feel called to do the card, I'm happy to hear it. So you go ahead. You do you it. You don't have girl. your decks with you. I'm looking straight yes, through I you. Yes, I do. Do you? I have my deck right here. Well, you can do one. Do you want to do one or not? Do you want to? I just read from my friends, so I don't feel like I need to read, but you, you read. Okay. I'd like All to right. hear what you have to say. Well, I'll do a card and I'll just talk at the same time because I'm used to doing that. 
So, uh, Lauren, I've got some exciting news. I actually emceed a business. Uh, I'll call it Aura Business because that's where I live. Stockland Aura is the development or estate that I live in. So I emceed an Aura Business event last night, which was so much fun. So we record on a Friday. So this is a Thursday oh. evening. And yeah, it was really, really cool. So I wrote down a little speech. I introduced a guest speaker for the evening who was amazing. Like he was amazing. And he's from New Zealand though, and I couldn't pronounce his surname. So I left that out and he thought that was quite <laughs> funny. So he cracked a little joke about that because I've got all the other members of, well, not all the members, but two of the other members of uh, business committee are Kiwi. And so they were able to pronounce it. Oh. They roll their R's and it was like, it was just insane. I was like, there's mm. no way I can do that. So I left that out. But anyway, I emceed and, um, and that was really, really fun. And then I found out when I was talking to the guests, it was like 25 people there, which is great. Plus six of our committee members, plus the guest speaker. And uh, so it was really well attended. And um, yeah, Jason was telling everyone, my husband was telling everyone, oh my God, I'm the husband of the MC, blah, 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 like doing this name dropping. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, Michelle was like really nervous, you know, about doing that. And I'm like, I wasn't nervous. What are you talking about? Like he's telling everyone that I was like really nervous. And I was like, I didn't even talk to him before I went there. Like, because um, he came, you know, straight from, he came home and got changed and then went down there from work. But um, yeah, I didn't talk to him. I didn't say I was nervous. I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyway, so that was funny. And um, yeah, but it was such a great night. And uh, the guest speaker, Nori, he was amazing. He's a local business owner. He has um, Empower Business Strategics. And he was sort of doing a lot of team building stuff. Like he was playing games. He had exercises. We're all up and meeting new people. Like it was so interactive and so fun. And we're just thinking now, oh my God, how do we follow up on this? How do, we, how do we top that? Like, how do we get another guest speaker that's going to be as awesome as this guy? Like, he was just the best and everyone was saying, everyone was walking around going, oh my God, oh my God. Now, what I loved about this uh, chat last night was that he said to us, you know, I, he used to work in finance and he said that he was talking to other financial brokers and he's going, you know, how are you guys going? And they'd say things like, you know, oh, mate, you know, like, this is awesome. And I'm like, booming, business is this, and I'm doing this, and rah, rah, rah. And he was saying it was sort of happening at a difficult time, and he was actually looking for someone to relate to, you know, someone he could relate to with this. And he was actually really struggling, like, he had his worst month ever. And all these guys were basically, you know, telling a few little porky pies, going, oh, yeah, mate, you know, this, this, this. And he's just like, you know what? He goes, we've got to be real. Right. You know, we've got to be real. And he's like, yeah. he goes, well, mate, you know, in, resp in response to that, he said, like, it's, it's actually been a really hard month for me. I'm really struggling and, you know, I'm not doing so well. And, you know, that's great for you. I'm really great. I'm glad you're doing really well. And, um, but it just made me really think about like, you know, being real, you know, and honest. And, and I do try to do that a lot, but I did pick myself up last night. I had a lady come up to me and she's new to the area. She's moved up from a, uh, Victoria. So they escaped COVID just before COVID hit uh, in a big way. So they're very lucky and she's still struggling. Like she's building a business up. She does spinal flow. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, it's like a massage kind of pressure point sort yeah. of technique. And she was sort of saying to me, you know, um, what do you need? Like um, in terms of, you know, improving your business and stuff like that. And I went, oh, mate, you know, business is booming. Business is amazing. I've got clients coming out of my bum and all of this. And she's like, wow. And I was like, ooh. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that's kind of what Nori was talking about. And I said, actually, I pulled myself up and I said, you know, I had to build myself up too. You know, I said, I did a lot of expos. Yeah. I did this, I did that. I do Facebook lives. And I basically went through everything. Yeah. I did three weeks of free readings and I got really real and it felt better. You know, I sat there and I was like, yeah, you know, this, this, this. But then I was like, well, that's my reality now. Like I did stress out a lot in the beginning. And I talked to you a lot about that. Yeah. I, just, I would remember that. You yeah. Know, 
the earlier episodes. So that really struck me. And I was like, I'm going to try to do more of that, you know, try to be real because every week's different. Every week's different. And she really related to that. And she was really happy, you know, initially she was a bit like, whoa, you know, what's going on here? So that was awesome. So I really enjoyed that. Now I also um, have recently, I felt like I was going to have a bunch of new tribe members, I guess I would call them come through. I just had this sort of inclination that that was going to happen. And then I was saying to you, Lauren, I think that I had a bunch of young ladies come through one in particular, and then yeah. she all of her friends. So they're all like booking yeah. week after week after week. Like I, as you know, am fully booked. And I just messaged her this morning actually. And I just said, look, would you mind? Cause I haven't asked for reviews for a while. And I said, would you mind? And she did me the most fabulous Gen Y review. I don't know that she's Gen Y younger than that probably. <laughs> But the most fabulous, like younger person review. Oh my God, it was so fab. It was awesome. And when I say awesome, it was, you know how they have the abbreviation AF, which I think is yeah. earlier. Like, yeah. She was just like, Michelle is awesome AF. And I'm like, wow, that's so modern and cool. And oh my God. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And then I asked like all her other friends that she'd recommended me to. And they're all like, boom, 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 boom. So now I've got like all these new reviews, which is awesome. Um, so That's I'm really great. Like, yeah, That's really great. I asked. And then during the week, because yeah. I don't know what the difference is between followers and likes, but on Facebook, I've got like, you know, 2,000, I don't know, three or 400 followers. Um, but then my likes were just under that. So my likes were like 1,999, I noticed. And it was quite late at yeah. night. I just posted it and said, hey guys, Ooh. you know, I'd really like to get 2,000 likes. Um, can you share it with your friends? Get me the extra like, rah, rah. And then I had about, I don't know, six or seven people uh, say, yeah, I'll share it with my followers and this, this, this. And I've got an extra, uh, I don't know, like 300 or 200 or something. Like I got a wow. month. And it's just putting it out there. I was just like, you know, what's the worst yeah. that can happen? What's the worst? And all yeah. these, you know, new likes and shares. And yeah, it was just amazing. Like what you... Um, That's great. And I had no expectation. I had no expectation. But um, yeah, it was just awesome. So it's always pivoting. It's always thinking about, you know, how can I do this a little bit differently? And... Um, you know, give people something of value. And I, I do hope that I do that. And, you know, the reviews would reflect that. So yeah, it was just really cool. But I loved the, Michelle is awesome as, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. so funny. Really funky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what, um, what's actually hilarious about that is one of the things I was going to say is that when, and I've mentioned this in the show before, but for our listener at home, in case they didn't hear it, when people leave your reviews, a really great marketing strategy is actually to take the wording that they have used in their review and use that in your marketing. Mm -hmm. So for example, if we use your AF, yeah. you would say something like, Hey, do you want a reading that's as cool AF oh, yeah. for you? You know, you might use, yeah. so let's say they said something like Michelle was really, um, really clear and concise and gave me the answer I was looking for, then you might repurpose that testimonial and say, if you're looking for a clear, concise answer to your question, you know, Michelle R. Price, the light worker. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's just an example of, of when you are asking for testimonials to then reuse the language that people are using themselves because it actually will help you to connect better. And right it's too. great what you're saying because you do have to put it out there. You do have to ask for those testimonials. I'm actually going to be asking some of my mentorship clients for some testimonials as well. And yeah, great one. You know, because they don't always think about it, even no. if they're getting great success, they, they wouldn't really think, oh, they probably don't need it. Or where yeah. am I going to put it? You kind of have to help them along. That is need a really prompt cool. sometimes. So that's good. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know about keeping it real as well. That's one of the reasons why I don't use filters on Instagram or anything. Same. same. I know that I've I've looked at um before I I've played with filters before and sometimes honestly I go, "Ooh, there's I can see the appeal here mm. in looking like this." Yeah, you know? big eyes and all and that. And then I think Yeah, and then I think, you know what? No, that's not what I look like. I never want people to meet me and think that I don't look how I do in my photos or in my, you know, in my posts and stuff like that. I want them to, and you know, yeah, as, as we get older, you know, you do, oh, I've got lines that I never used to have there and and things like that happen, but I would rather be more relatable and real than not. And I'm not dissing anyone who uses filters. I just know that for me, I mean, we all struggle with body dysmorphia already that adding a filter is just for me, it's just not, it's not what I want to do. Not your cup of tea. I think it would really, no. And I think for me, it'd be difficult on my, um, my self-esteem as well. Yeah. I just avoid stuff like that. Yeah. It's about being yeah, real but, and honest. You know, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, you can do the card. card. Yeah. I've got a card. So this is from my Angels and Ancestors Oracle deck by Carl Gray, as I mentioned. So it may be a little bit hard for Lauren to see because I've got the sun behind me but it's the seer card. So you've got this oracle reader looking person. She's staring into a purple crystal ball. The card is seer mm-hmm. and it is seeing beyond your current situation, the card. So my feeling around this one, um, she's got her eyes covered as well. She's got a beautiful blue shawl with some decorative sort of metal, almost like a jewelry type thing. It's almost very Turkish or that part of the world and a very deep red curtain behind her. So seeing behind, beyond the current situation. So what this is, is sort of looking outside of the story. So a lot of the time I would relate this sort of meaning to Goosebumps Confirmation, the uh, eagle. The eagle flies above and it gets an aerial view. It's got very good eyesight. It flies very, very high. It often flies on its own and it just sort of coasts along and just has a look for, you know, it's prey um, from a distance. So this does remind me a lot of the eagle. It's sometimes people get so caught up in the story you know, it's so attached to the story and they come in like the lady I was telling you about uh, that I was doing healings on and she didn't realize she spoke to me for an hour, 10 or whatever it was about her situation. And then she only had 20 minutes yeah. left. Of the and it's like so, getting so caught up in the story and she's really changed since then, like big time pivoted, but you know, so caught up in the story, it was like an hour, 10 of stuff. And it was like, we didn't get anything done, you know, in that time. So you know, that was a really big lesson. And I think that's what I'm getting at is that some people get so caught up on the story and they walk in and they're like, Michelle, you know, this and this and this and this and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, do you want to start the reading now? Like, you know, it has no impact on me, no bearing on me. I'm not getting involved in it. I'm not bringing my vibration down for it. And, you know, you think about all the stuff with, you know, COVID and then pandemic. And I had a lady here on Monday, we do mentorship uh, groups on a Monday and had several people here on, uh, in face-to-face um, and then also uh, in Zoom tuning in and one of the ladies was talking about the situation I think in Sydney and with her family and this and that and how terrible it was and how dire and all this stuff and she was sort of you know talking for quite a while and all of us just felt the vibration drop all of us were like this this the you know really high really buzzy and then it just felt it just felt everything just you know and I'm holding space for people so you know that's not good for me as a host because then I'm going oh gee whiz you know I've got to go and pick all the energy up and it's not that I don't want to deal with reality but it's like it does bring your energy down so with the card the seer card what I was going to say just to finish off there was it is important not to get stuck and caught up in those stories and the details because then we can't see clearly and we have to sort of pull ourselves back yeah from that 
because that's when we get confused. That's when we don't have clarity. So it's really important to remove yourself, get more of a perspective, but pull yourself out of the story. Uh, And I'm getting confirmation listener at home. So that means you need to do this, Um, but please pull yourself out of the story and don't get so caught up in it. And that will help you get more clarity. And that is actually a really awesome part of the day. I'm really happy with that. So Lauren, we should, uh, I guess, get into the show. Did you want to kick things off today? The Dream Weaver? Okay. Yeah. So basically, Michelle, when you wanted to do the dream episode, I was really intrigued because I've had a couple of significant dreams in my life, but I'm not somebody who really dreams consistently. And I know that when I I was spending some time there for a while trying to learn how to lucid dream and it was working and then I got it kind of out of the habit. And I do notice that when I write down my dreams and impressions from my dreams, I recall my dreams more, but it hasn't really been a priority lately. So when you were talking about this, uh, this subject today, I thought, ooh, there's probably a lot that I'll be able to learn from this experience. So yeah, I guess I'd like, um, you know, I'm kind of curious in what you have to say about dreams. Do you take a lot of time analyzing your dreams? Because sometimes I don't. Yeah, I do try and analyze my dreams, Lauren. Yeah. And I'm not the best at it. I mean, people often, because I do readings, people often feel like I'm a dream interpreter, but I'm not really. And, but I do love hearing about people's dreams and I, I find them quite entertaining. But I do feel like I started out sort of as a dreamer and I used to joke with people, like I I used to have premonitions and I've had premonitions since I was a kid and that's sort of knowing things before they happen. Um, So I used to see things, which are a bit scary, plane crashes. I saw an armed robbery. I saw someone who was trying to break into one of my friend's houses and sexually assault her, which I passed on and we ended up catching them, um, the perpetrators, uh, through my dreams. So I've always had dreams uh, in that way. Wow. A lot of them, you know, sometimes you don't know what to do with them. Sometimes you don't know if you should tell the person, you know, you don't want to scare people. So it can be a lot. And, you know, as a, as a kid, I was sleepwalking and sleep talking and all that sort of stuff. And I do believe with the sleepwalking, because you're using your third eye, because my eyes were shut and I could see everything. I've always said to people, if you're a sleepwalker and you can sort of see where you're going and what you're doing and everything, then, you know, that's using your third eye as well. So I've always had a really strong third eye and I've actually started sleepwalking recently as an adult. I felt I woke myself up three times the other night because uh, my legs, I was throwing my legs off the side of the bed and I was waking myself up. So I was actually trying to get up and uh, that's amazing as an adult, like I'm doing this full time now and I feel like even my abilities um, are sort of, you know, heightening a little bit more to my clear abilities. And as that happens, I've started sleepwalking again, which is something I said I haven't done since I was a child. So it's really amazing. I feel like in a lot of ways I'm going back to childhood and reawakening, you know, a lot of these uh, old things that I used to do. So, you know, my belief is that whatever's happening in our subconscious mind is what turns up in our dreams. So the things that we've repressed, we've kept hidden, uh, you know, that's where a lot of, I guess, the nightmares and things like that sort of can come from. But they can also be a key indicator, I guess, of what's happening with us right now. Uh, offer clues around how we are or could be dealing with a particular challenge. And I think they're also an opportunity for our guides to communicate key messages and also loved ones. You know, a lot of the time our past over loved ones come through in dreams. And just notice as well, if you're waking up between 3 and 6 a.m., this can be a bit of an awakening for you and it can be a time of downloading. So if you do find yourself waking up and then you you feel like you're not going back to sleep and you're kind of just lying there with your eyes shut, but in actual fact, that's the time when you are downloading if it happens between those times in the morning. So that's actually a really cool thing. It's not exactly dreaming, um, but it is a time when you're uh, getting a lot of amazing information through. You just may not always remember you know, what that is at the time. So Lauren, have you got anything to say about that? Any comments or anything to add? 
So when you're talking about dreams, I guess I've had some significant dreams in my life that I've always remembered. And I do, you know, I guess pay attention to those, but in general, I don't really pay much attention to my dreams, I guess, because they're very fragmented. One of the significant dreams that I had was actually a passed over loved one. So I was in the, I was looking in the mirror and I saw my grandpa behind me and I turned and I, I looked face to face with him and I thought that was really amazing. So when you're talking about passed over loved ones, that was definitely such a cool experience. One of the significant dreams I has, had as well, and I sort of alluded to this last week when we were talking, you pulled a past life card for me, which was a tree. And one of the significant dreams I had was I was walking through this forest with all of these trees and there were all these sculptures that were carved within the trees and they were sculptures of women in all different forms. And it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen that I woke up nearly weeping because of the beauty. <laughs> I just thought, I don't know whether that was a sign for me to like connect more with trees or what, but I remember that that dream was always really amazing. And then I had this other dream one time where I was, um, I was standing or lying somewhere. I can't really remember, but all of these beautiful purple flowers swirled all around me and swirled right into my heart. And I remember telling somebody some that one time and they said, oh, you received a healing in your dream. So I know that dreaming is really important. I know that I've interviewed a lot of people who have talked about the importance of dreams. You've just given some amazing examples there about how dreams are important. I guess sometimes I find it difficult to know whether or not dream is significant and has meaning or whether or not it's my subconscious digesting the day. So how do you normally discern well, Lauren, I was going to say about your tree dream, that's really funny because remember last week, the cards that came out in your past life? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's, um, that's fantastic. Plant medicine, um, which is really, really cool. My iPad has just shut off because it's too hot. It was sitting in the sun for ages. So I've got no idea what I was talking about next. So I'm just going to bring up uh, Trello on my computer. I was just trying to get it to reopen, but um, I'm sitting out here in the sunshine, getting a little bit of uh, catching a few rays, Lauren. But yeah, I sort of, as I said before, I have a lot of uh, premonitions. So I've always sort of seen ahead. And I used to joke with people when I started reading that, you know, how am I going to do this? Like, am I going to have to go to sleep and like have my clients sort of sitting there, you know, like in front of me and, you know, I'm like right. dreaming, like I'm lying on my healing table. This is what I'm seeing for you, you know, rah, rah. But, you know, what I guess people want or want, to, want people to know is that dreams are actually controlled by the third eye. So your third eye uh, also looks after intuition, but also visions and dreams. So we can actually use certain crystals. Now, if people want to enhance their dreams and things like that. You can actually use certain crystals to enhance that, you know, to really connect into that third eye. But I will talk more about that in the Spirits Up segment at the end of the show. But for now, um, I just, you know, wanted to mention that I have had some unusual dreams in my time, Lauren, many and too many to mention here, but I don't, I think you will remember, I don't know if all the listener at home would have heard this episode, but I did talk about making a cheesy pizza in my toilet bowl. And I'm sure you'll remember that one. Um, it was absolutely disgusting. I wanted to vomit. Um, but I was, I remember thinking, you know, um, I'm going to get the stuff that hasn't really been under the rim, you know, like if I eat the stuff kind of in the middle, it's not going to be as bad as the stuff under the rim. Gross. Now for me, uh, cause I'm a vegan and I'm not eating any of that sort of rubbish anyway. I was sort of going, well, you know, that's, that's all the crap, you know, that's all the, the stuff that I don't want, you know, that's in that toilet bowl. And 
you know, um, that was a real sign of what I'm putting in my body. Um, the things, uh, other things that I can cut out, you know, that are maybe not assisting with my connection because my connection is really important to me. And if I do have, you know, heavy meals and, you know, stuff that's hard to digest and stuff with, you know, additives and preservatives, then I'm struggling, you know, to do my readings the next day. So roller skates are a positive. I won't go into any more cheesy pizza, toilet dinner, uh, dreams, but my, um, the other thing that I rely on a lot is roller skates. So sometimes in our dreams, we'll have a certain thing that really gives us comfort, you know, that really brings us comfort. And for me, roller skates are that because I've always had roller skating in my life um, since I was a kid. It's something that I'm really good at and I'm very confident in it. And it's like, no one could tell me, no one can come up to me and say, Michelle, you're a terrible roller skater because that's not the truth. You know what I mean? So it's like finding that thing that you are really good at helps a lot. And that's what gives me confidence. So it's like, you know, there's a card in my, one of my decks, you know, practice, and it's about doing the things you're good at and doing them lots, doing them often because it builds your confidence. So it's a thing that no one can tell you, you know, people might say to me, Michelle, you're not a model. And I'll go, yeah, I'm actually not, I'm not a model. You know what I mean? Um, but with roller skating, it's like, there's no doubt I'm really good at it and I'm confident. And, you know, whenever I have a big decision to make, I will have my roller skates on in a dream. Sometimes I've had one roller skate on in a dream. And that was when I was deciding if I should go to Charleville to start my first radio gig. And that was a really big decision. As you can imagine, I was still quite young and I was moving away from a lot of my friends out to 10 hours west of Brisbane. So it's a long way out in the middle of nowhere, never been there before, didn't know a soul. And it was a huge decision. And I had a dream, like I think a few nights before I had to make the decision and I had one skate on and I remember I was sort of skating along one skate and I was saying goodbye to all my friends, my family and mum and dad was saying, we can't come with you, but we'll be there at the end of this. And it was really reassuring. And I was like, yeah, you know, I really feel like I have to do this. It's like part of my journey. And that for me was spirit saying to me, Michelle, you're ready for this. And I put my other skate on. I remember distinctly putting my other roller skate on. And then I skated off down the Warrego Highway and, uh, and I was seeing the trees and the kangaroos and, you know, there's not a hell of a lot out there. And when I actually drove to that job, I accepted the role. And then I drove out there and it was exactly as I'd seen in my dream. I'd never been there before, never been on that road before. But I, I remember having this wow. overwhelming sense of deja vu. And I was like, oh my God. This is, this is what I had in my dream. This is amazing confirmation. So it was really, really awesome. And yeah, so that so was, cool. that was really cool. Yeah. How about yourself? If you had anything like that? I do, well, no, I haven't, but I do still want you to answer my question. Do you think that all dreams mean something like they're all significant or can sometimes the information from our dreams just be, you know, our subconscious processing things from the day? Well, it depends on what you mean by, do they mean something? Because I feel like if it's something that's, you know, in your subconscious mind and that, you know, it's something you're processing, I still feel like that's important. Like I still feel like even if it is just processing something from the subconscious that, you know, that is still something that we need to know about. We still need to, you know, investigate that. You know what I mean? So I think that all of that, uh, in my opinion, uh, is important. You know, even if you are just digesting information um, from the day. Right. I guess I, I don't really take time to analyze my dreams. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Would, but I would like to have more significant dreams like you're talking about. And because I think you take time to connect with your dreams and you see the significance and the importance of them, you probably get more dreams like that because that would be the way that spirit would know to connect with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, absolutely. Take, yeah, so yeah, and that's I do always been my form of that now. Yeah, and I'll talk more about that probably in the Spirits Up segment. I'm going to give people some tips on how to boost their dreams and remember their dreams and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So I'll give a few more tips um, later in the show yeah. about that. 
Well, the thing that I was just going to say here, and then I'll let you speak because I know you've got some cool examples coming up, is that I guess I always, yeah, I kind of realized lately after listening to a lot of Wayne Dyer that I do, and also reading the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, is that, you know, it's important to, I think, to have an intention before you go to dream. Yes. So I think you'll probably speak on that as well. But, you know, one of the things that I know that I do, and I know that our listener at home may be able to connect to this as well, is that very often it's easy to process the day or marinate over things that happened over the day. And you're not necessarily giving your subconscious anything to work with. So one of the things that I learned is that if you had a question that you wanted to kind of get an answer on, or if you had a bit of a... Um, you know, maybe an affirmation or something that you want to bring about that you really want to kind of happen that your dreaming time is actually an opportunity for you to, to do that and to harness in on that. And I know that for me, I just kind of am out of the habit of creating intentions, giving my subconscious a job to do. And that um, that's something that I definitely just need to get back in the habit of doing. So, mm. you know, maybe creating a little bit of having a little sticky note beside my bed to say, give your subconscious a job or, you know, remember, you know, give it some kind of a mission, you know, and then it'll be what it'll be, I suppose. But I guess kind of intending that I want to remember my dream when I wake up is probably going to be a good start as well. I'm sorry, I'm sort of rambling here. No, it's true. Very, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the important thing is to create space as well. I mean, a lot of people want to have dreams and they want to remember their dreams and maybe even have premonitions or whatever, you, whatever, whatever you're wishing for, even if it's just getting guidance around your business, what you need to do. Um, it can be optimal, you know, dreaming can be optimal for that, but you do have to create the space. That's the thing. Yeah. And some of us aren't creating the space. Yeah. 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 There's got to be a bit of an opening there. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, you know, when I do hear about fabulous dreams and I have done lucid dreaming in the past, I went through a phase where I was really learning how to do it and I was practicing the techniques and all that kind of stuff. And I was able to lucid dream and that was super cool. So I guess it's just kind of getting back in the habit of doing that. I remember I heard a quote one time and it said something along the line, of, a line along the lines of that we are asleep in life's waiting room. And that, you know, your dream time is this whole opportunity for you to be able to tap into this entirely different world where, you know, like you said, you can bring in the elements that you love the most in life, like roller skates, or you can practice things that you want to work on, like speeches or, you know, maybe tricks and, and things like that. I know a friend of mine, she lucid dreams and she knows she practices her BMX riding in her dreaming and you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do within your dreams. And I guess it's probably a bit of an untapped opportunity if we aren't taking advantage of it. So, yeah. And yeah, one of the, one of the great cool. things about dreams too, is that they can show you if someone, for example, you know, is trying to take advantage of you, they may be not genuine, you know, that sort of thing. They may show up in your dream and sort of show their true self. You know, you could see that and be like, Oh, hang on. What's that about? You know, and really, question maybe their integrity or whether they're being genuine with you so I think that's another good way um, the dreams can sort of help you out a little bit maybe sh showing someone's sort of true self in a dream as well so I actually had a dream recently it was very very strange and very long and very vivid but basically I parked my car I was worried about knowing where my car was going to be it was a very large car park it was like a showground or something and I went into this house and it was strange because I had a grandma from one side and a grandpa from the other side together and they were going to bed and I thought well, that's a bit weird 
And then I went into this room and I had this mirror there and I remember looking in the mirror and it wasn't my reflection. It was like another lady's reflection and it scared me. And I remember screaming and I think I actually screamed out loud and cause I looked and I was like, Whoa, who's that? And that was quite terrifying. And, um, and then I went out and back to the room where my grandparents were and there were two women in there. And I was like, Oh, and I said, this message is for you. Your mum is coming through and I need to tell you something. And then for some reason, I just got a little confirmation. Then for some reason, because she didn't look similar, but I just knew that it was for her. And then I went back out and I couldn't find my car. And then it was replaced by some like Jukes of Hazard car. And next minute I'm driving along Route 66 with my husband in like a route, uh, like a Jukes of Hazard car down the right-hand side of the road in America. And I'm like, what, what? And then uh, I don't remember anything else after that. But it was just really weird when I saw that lady uh, and it was her mom. And then I saw the women in the room and I realized that was her daughter as well. So it's three generations. And I thought I'm definitely going to be reading for that person, I think. Um, so I'm waiting for her to show up. I haven't seen her yet, but I'm waiting for her to show up. So it gave me a little bit of an uh, oh. inclination that that's another person that I'll be seeing. But I wanted to give that example because that's somehow, sometimes how I know who's coming. So I'll often um, have a dream about a particular person before I meet them. So the other day I read for a light language person, a lady who does light language, Vanessa, and um, she's just phenomenal. But she actually broke into light language during our reading. So it was the easiest reading I've ever done, Laura. And I was just sitting there and she's like doing light language. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I don't have to do anything. But it was, it was really fabulous. And before she came, I was having a dream. And I knew it was for her. And I saw her walk, walking away from a great big castle. And I couldn't see the castle. I was aware that it was there. And she'd taken off all her formal sort of garb, I guess. Like she was very, dressed very basically, but she was a man. And she had that long sort of gray hair that's like a lady's haircut, like a bowl cut sort of thing that's gray. And I think it was the time of, you know, very, very old times uh, in the UK and the kingdoms where they had that sort of straight, it was all very, very straight hair and quite, you know, like a lady's haircut. And but he'd taken off all his, um, you know, proper, you know, clothing and stuff and sort of discarded that and was just walking along with basically nothing. And it was so interesting when she showed up because I mentioned the dream to her and she said, oh my God. And she said, I came here today to ask you whether I should leave my house behind and, you know, leave, you know, basically go, you know, in my camper trailer and just go. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Because that was it. That was the castle. That was all her stuff. She'd taken off all her stuff. And it was like, she was just walking, you know, it was like a pilgrimage. And she went, holy crap, that's exactly why I came here. And I was like, wow. So that for me, I mean, I didn't really understand it. But when I said it to her, she went, yeah, like that makes complete sense to me. And, you know, that was amazing. So, you know, I do rely heavily on my dreams and that was, um, that was just, I guess, a good example of how they can meld, you know, together when you tell the person. But um, the other night, the lady that I am a part of that business committee with, um, one of the other committee members, she um, told us this funny dream at one of our meetings about this snake that it was quite, quite weird, um, but the snake like burrowed into the back of her leg and then came out through like her knee. And uh, she remembers looking down going, oh, what, do, what is that? What is it doing? And then it came out through the front of her knee and then just sort of like started crawling around the room and then it like gave birth and then it's like a whole room full of snakes. And I'm sure Lauren's like just losing her mind at the moment because she doesn't like snakes much. But the whole room was just writhing with little snake bodies. And she was like, she's not afraid of snakes. So she was just like, this is really inconvenient. You know, I've got to clean all these snakes up now. How annoying. And it turns out that while she was having that dream, she actually had all of her family staying with her. So all these people had come over. She's from the UK, but I don't know where the family came from. They must've just been within Queensland because no one's really traveling anywhere at the moment. But yeah, they, they, all the family, you know, were staying in different rooms and stuff. I think it was just their kids and their kids. But um, yeah, it was interesting because all the uh, snakes were writhing around and she's there going, oh my God, my whole family's here at the moment. So I guess it was representative of that, you know, trying to clean up after them, not having your own 
space at the moment, you know, having other people around, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So I thought that was, um, yeah, super, super relevant. So it is a little bit weird though, having a snake come out of your knee. And we were quite horrified um, at the, you know, thought of that, even though I love snakes, they don't bother me. But I I think Lauren, that would probably be one of your, um, one of your worst nightmares. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, I would hate that. (laughs) Um, I had a dream the other day and I remember, uh, I just remember in the dream, it was Archangel Haniel. I kept getting the message, Archangel Haniel, Archangel Haniel. And then I remember waking up in the middle of the dream and I thought, I need to remember this because very often, I don't know about you, but when I wake up from a dream, if I don't write down an impression or write down what the dream is about in the middle of my in the middle of the night, I won't remember it in the morning. Yeah. So I remember telling myself, I have to remember, I have to remember. And so the whole night I kept going, Archangel Haniel, Archangel Haniel. And then when I woke up, I wrote it down and ended up looking into her. And she was, she's like one of the angels of grace, like the grace of God or something like that, that. which I thought was really perfect. Yeah. Which is so perfect. And, um, you know, I just think that, you know, it's funny when we think about our dreams as opportunities for us to get answers and for opportunities for us to get guidance and, to sort of get out of our own way. Like very often we're so consumed with, with the past or the future, what's happening around us that we do miss those signs and those messages from spirit. And when we're dreaming, it's really a great opportunity for them to kind of come to us and connect. And I remember I was talking to somebody about dreams recently and they were just reminding me that, you know, when we have dreams in our in when we have dreams and they are significant of situations that are happening in our own life, spirit's way of using things that we'll understand Um, to me about a snake in my house, I would understand that. Whereas if they were talking about maybe um, like a, a jaguar on my lawn, I wouldn't understand that in the same way. So I think that it's kind of using examples, real life examples, which you would know from your mediumship work as well, that spirit would talk to you Mm. in language that you understand that makes sense to you. So I think that I remember one time I was reading about how to discern dreams. So it's basically if you have an emotion in your dream and then you are thinking about that emotion or you're feeling that emotion, what in your life gives you that same emotion? And then there, you can get clarity around that. So that was one of the ways that I learned as well to be able to discern the meaning of dreams. So I think it's probably time for the spirits up. Oh, Lauren, I was segment. just going to make a point, if that's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just thinking yeah, yeah, while course. you were talking, because uh, you mentioned repeating dreams and things, and I was just thinking about it. I've dreamt a lot about losing teeth, and I was just thinking about some of the common ones that people talk about. Like I think that's a fairly common one, and losing teeth. My belief is that that's you know an unexpected amount of money coming in, like a windfall. And a lot of the time when I do dream about that, it's usually around tax time or you know, around where I might be getting a bit of a bonus or something, you know, maybe my redundancy, maybe I dreamt about my teeth falling out before that. But uh, a lot of that's related to finances and that's a common one. Um, Also smoking, like I have been dreaming. Oh, just wait, before, just on the teeth thing, I've heard that teeth is actually about change. Oh, okay. I've never heard it related to money. I've always heard it about change. Yeah, I guess it depends on which dream book you've read, but a lot of the dream books will say it's about money. And I um, think one of the people I interview for the magazine as a dream interpreter and they were saying money, but yeah, I guess it depends on, it's like the numbers, angel numbers, you know, as well. It's up to interpretation, whatever you feel it's relevant. But I have noticed with the tea thing, it's always before tax time or before, um, you know, I've got a, 
you know, event coming up where I might be able to make some extra cash and stuff like that. Um, so for me, it relates to finances, but yeah, certainly that's a good, good um, example because it might mean something to someone else differently. Um, but smoking, I've been dreaming. I was a smoker for a long time as well. And I've never smoked in this life. Oh. And I'm really against it. But I do believe probably in a previous life I may have died, maybe from a smoking related illness or something, because I'm just so against it. And my dad is really like, he will yeah, give you what for. If you smoke near him, he'll like tell you off. And I've grown up like that. So I think um, probably dreaming of smoking. And I, I remember like as I'm smoking, I remember the ash. I feel like ash is coming into my mouth and I feel like I'm chewing ash and it's disgusting. And I do feel like that's a past life though. And I feel like it's reminding me not to do that again. That's my, that's my interpretation of that. But um, other people may have a dream and it might mean something different about smoking. But also phobias, you know, um, like I said, with the snakes, some people are afraid of snakes. So if someone says to me, Michelle, I dreamt about a snake, what does it mean? And I'll always say to them, how did it make you feel? Because it doesn't really, yeah. I can't sit there and say much about, you know, what the snake means to them because everyone's different. You know, for me, I love snakes. If I see a snake, it's rebirth, it's positive, it's this, you know, whatever, shedding the skin. But if someone has a terrible fear of them and, you know, as I gave the example before about the lady with the snake coming out of her knee, she's not afraid of snakes. It was more about like the whole family running around and leaving stuff on the floor and, you know, everything's where it's not supposed to be. So she was just trying to tidy up, tidy up, tidy up. So it was a representation of that for her. So it really, you know, you can't just take the snake and say, well, this is definitely the meaning. It's more about the, whether it's a fear, you know, whether the person was terrified, whether it is a phobia, you know, and whether it may relate to someone in their life, like I said before, who may be uh, trying to pull the wool over their eyes. So I just wanted to give that as an example as well, because I think some of those, um, they're yeah. common, common people have. You know, it's really common too, which happens to me all the time is um, being stuck in somewhere really high up. So oh, yeah, interesting. for me has always yeah. been one. Yeah. So I all, I often dream about that. And I told a dream interpreter that one time it's basically that I'm like stuck on a cliff or stuck on a ladder or walking wow. somewhere really high. And I don't like heights in general. So yeah. And she said, it's too, you're too much in your head, too ah. much in your head and not grounded. And I went, Oh, <laughs> wow. that makes so much sense. Doesn't it? So I really yeah. understood that. Um, Another one is naked nudity as well. I used to dream I was um, walk around. Yeah. I dreamt I was walking to school naked. I'm like, where the hell are my clothes? I'm my school bag, but I had no clothes on. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. And that's, um, that's that exposure, you know, being seen for who you really are. I think, um, you know, trying to be someone you're not. Vulnerability. I've got a very loud plane flying overhead at the moment. Uh, but yeah, the nudity one, I still have, I still have the naked dream. I didn't have it before I got on stage last night. Thank God. Um, but yeah, I think that's about being exposed, feeling exposed and that sort of thing. So that's probably another common one that a lot of people have, um, as well, the naked dream. So it's funny, isn't it? You think about it. There's a lot of, yeah. um, a lot of common, you know, dreams that a lot of people have and you know, we're all different. It's, we're all individuals. So it's quite interesting that that uh, is a repeating theme. I was just going to say, we'll get into the spirits up segment of the show. So that's brought to you by my business today, Michelle, our price, a light worker on Facebook, on other mediums as well, but uh, Facebook's my main sort of thing, my main gig. That's my business page, Michelle, our price, a light worker. So I am a medium. I connect past over loved ones. I also do a lot of past lives, which we spoke about, I think last time we communicated. So any of that sort of stuff, I'm also a mentor. I do read Oracle cards, I should say. I'm a mentor, so I teach uh, you to discover and develop your gifts. I also teach Reiki, uh, and that is from the Sunshine Coast, and that's only face-to-face, -face, but mentorship I can do online. So Michelle Price, a lightworker on Facebook. I also have some other exciting things coming up uh, in the next few months, a book, and uh, I'm developing some Oracle cards as well. 
So lots of really cool things to come. Uh, but Michelle Price, I work on Facebook if you want to get in touch. Uh, Lauren, did you have anything for this segment or do you want me to kick it off? Yeah. So I just have a couple of things that I'll mention. And basically one way to remember your dreams is to write down any impressions that you get in the morning of those dreams. And what that will do is over time, it will help you to recall those things a little bit easier. Like Michelle and I have been talking about in this episode as well. If you're paying attention to the feelings that you're getting in your dreams, you can try to equate them with what's happening in your actual life. They can get some clarity and some guidance within those situations from that as well. And then the other thing as well is just going back to what I was talking about earlier, which is tasking your subconscious with something. Task them with a question that you want resolved or give an affirmation to yourself as you go to bed that you want to really implement deep-seated into yourself, into your subconscious. So those are just a couple of tips and tricks that I've got. And I know that you've got quite a few because I can see the notes here. So I'd love to hear what you have <laughs> to say as well. You're always, always looking at my notes. I know. It's like... <laughs> funny. Yes. So I just wanted to give a few tips and this is something that I do pretty regularly, I guess, because a lot of people want to know about their dreams and what they mean and how they can have more of them. So crystals are great, Lauren. Um, so amethyst is an awesome one. That's the purple one that connects yes. to crown space. It also heals your crown space, which is great. So purple, and that's great for third eye. So what we're trying to do is basically get a crystal that connects to your third eye. So I don't want the listener at home to go and grab all of these crystals. I'd like you to have a think about the one that connects to you in particular. So that can be through a feeling or a vibe. Um, if you're able to get to a crystal shop, I recommend you going and picking up all of the crystals that I mentioned and any others that you can sort of, you know, you can Google this as well and see which ones you can use for that. But just see what resonates with you. When I touched fluorite for the first time, I really felt like a pressure in my third eye between my eyebrows. And once I felt that connection, I knew I was good and I used that fluorite for many years and then I switched to lapis lazuli, uh, pre-night, you know, I've got a bunch of other crystals that I use for that now, but um, it did start as fluorite for me. Lapis lazuli has an uh, Egyptian connection. So if you know that you have a connection to Egypt, either through past lives, you just feel like you need to go there. Lapis lazuli can be really great for you. It also connects to throat space because it's blue. Um, so it's also a good communicator. And uh, pre-night, as I mentioned, is excellent for lucid dreaming, I find it's a bit too much for me. I did sleep with it for a week in my hand and I had the most amazing, insane, crazy dreams. But then I had to give myself a bit of a break because it was like too much and I was waking up really tired. So I've actually uh, given myself a little bit of break from that at the moment. But um, yeah, it's great. I mean, if you've got a period of like, you're not sure about what to do at work, you're making decisions, you're feeling stuck, you're at a crossroads. If you get something like that to assist with uh, those dreams, you know, that's a really great way to get clarity, you know, and information through. So I just know I need to give myself a break sometimes. Um, the other thing that you can do is I monitor with my smartwatch. So I've got some clients who uh, aren't dreaming or aren't remembering their dreams. So I just said to them, you know, get a smartwatch or wear your smartwatch at night just to monitor, like just have a look because if you've got a lot of REM, you know, so the sleep watch, uh, smartwatch rather will monitor deep sleep and that's when you're not dreaming, there's nothing happening. You're just in a really, really deep state of relaxation. Um, other times you'll have like a light sleep, you know, it's a little bit more active um, and then you've got the REM where you're actually really dreaming. Uh, the eyes are rotating, doing their thing. So I go back and when I was using the pre-night, I'd have, you know, two or three hours of REM, which is a lot out of eight hours of sleep. And if I'm not using pre-night, which is the crystal I love at the moment, um, and I can put all of those into the show notes, then I may have, you know, probably an hour 40, you know, of REM. So about half, you know, so pre-night essentially will double, you know, and I'm sure if I kept using it, it'd get more and more. Wow. Um, but it essentially doubles the amount of REM that I'm having, which is dreaming. And I know because I'll wake up and I'll go, holy crap. Like I, I will recall 
dream, 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 dream. And then I sort of will sort of come out of it a little bit, wake up and be like, what was that? And then I'll go back into it and it's in, out, in, out. I usually have about five segments of that. So use your smartwatch. I mean, your smartwatch will show you how much REM you are having. And usually that will reflect in, you know, what you're remembering and stuff like that. Um, I did have a client say to me though, that she wasn't remembering any of her dreams. She felt like she was dreaming, but she couldn't remember them. She did have a smartwatch and she said it was showing there was REM, but she just wasn't recalling them. And then I had another client of mine message me about this. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called a super seven or a sacred seven melody stone. And it basically is seven different crystals all growing naturally. It's not melded together or man-made. They're all growing naturally together. So it's like amethyst, cacoxonite, you know, all different uh, stones, crystals growing together naturally. And you just get a big chunk of that. And it's called the super seven because it's got seven different yeah, minerals in it. So you basically have all of the qualities of each of those stones in one stone, which is really amazing and really rare and unique um, and really powerful. Wow. So that came to me and I was reading about it because I was like, I don't know what this is. This lady just sent it to me and said, I feel like I need to share this with you. And that happens a lot. Let me tell you, when I've done readings, people share stuff with me and they're like, I just need to share this. I don't know why. And don't question that because it's awesome. And yeah, as soon as she said that through, I was looking it up and it said, if you can't recall your dreams, if you're having trouble with the recall of your dreams and also maybe not having dreams enough or whatever, this can switch them back on and the ability to remember them. So I sent it straight to the other lady and she's like, awesome. So she's going to try and get some, she's in lockdown um, at the moment, but she's going to try and get some and uh, see if that actually helps with her dreams. So everything happens for a reason. And I love it when, um, you know, those sort of things line up, wow. you know, cause um, there was someone who really needed that. And I'm actually going to get some as well. Cause it just sounds like super powerful. And I've never heard of it before. So the other thing I found, and I've put this into the show notes already is the dream moods online interpreter. So this is like, um, an online one rather than a book. So you don't have to go and buy the physical book, uh, but you just key in your dream and it sort of interprets um, or gives you different interpretations or possible meanings for that. So that's another way to, I guess, get the, uh, get the meanings. Um, but as Lauren was saying before, you know, in terms of remembering, and I did suggest this to my client who wasn't remembering is that whatever you do remember, write down. So even if you just remember a pencil, you know, in your dream, write down pencil. If you remember a bird, write down bird. So it's like even the little snippets, you know, even if it's really small, some people just go, oh, there's a waste of time, but write down whatever you do remember. And most people will recall at least something, put that down on your paper. And then the next night, write down more and write down more and write down more. And basically, I mean, it's like creative writing or playing an instrument or painting a picture It's starting to use the energy um, in a more creative way. So connecting with the left side of your body, right side of the brain. Uh, and then that will actually usually promote more dreaming or the memory or recall, you know, of those dreams, but certainly playing music and doing arty things, creative things will also help with your dreaming and switching that on. Cause it's all created to, um, all connected to rather the, um, you know, balancing of the hemispheres, but especially the right side of the brain, you know, the creative side of our brain. So, uh, anything to oh, add there, really Lauren? Cool. No, no, I think that's great. You said it all. Lots of really great. I love fluorite. I love fluorite. And I mm. recently reconnected with Prynite, as you know, that's yeah, great. Our listener at home doesn't know that, but I did. And, um, I love amethyst as well. Yeah. So those are all awesome crystals. So yeah, I'm going to check out this super seven. Super for seven. Sure, I was about though. to say that. Very check out the super seven. <laughs> yeah. Stone. yeah. I already incredible. Googled it and I I've got a crystal lady. She sells crystals. So I just messaged her and I was like, do you have any of these? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, they're um, really beautiful. Some of the ones I found online weren't as pretty, but I did um, send this around to some of my friends. This is a sphere. I don't know if you saw that one when you were looking at it, but that's a sphere uh, super seven. 
So um, they're really beautiful. I love the polished ones. I did find beautiful. some that were unpolished. But um, that's the one my client has. That's actually my client's stone. That's a Super 7. And I think it's got some carvings added to it. Um, oh. But that's, that's actually her crystal. She sent it to me. It's amazing. Amazing. So if I find anything like that, um, I would be a very happy lady. Um, but yeah, it's got all the beautiful purples and stuff through it, obviously being a um, part amethyst. So coming up with the next show, Lauren, do you want to outline this? Because I think it's one of your ideas. So on the next show, we're going to be talking about wishes, spells, and prayers. So we're going to be talking about the power of prayer, what a spell is, and why it's important to, you know, basically make wishes. This is all to do with manifestation, of course. And uh, I've got some stories that I'm going to be sharing. I know Michelle does as well. And uh, also just talking about creating a prayer book. So that's going to be all in the next episode. Awesome. So this has been the Spirits Up business podcast if you really enjoyed enjoyed the show yeah yeah and i'm sure they did but um you know if you did enjoy it then tell everyone it's like our little reviews asking for reviews it's important you know to get feedback um so we'd love to hear from you if you did enjoy what you heard or if you've got ideas for us if you'd like to hear us talk about something in particular uh and we do get guests on from time to time if you're like wanting to be a guest even you know if you want to be on the show if you think you've got something to share that might be helpful for spirit and business then please get in touch we're on all the major social media uh sites and that sort of thing uh we do have a little presence on facebook there and uh and also on other pages um lauren if they didn't really enjoy what we're putting down today is there something that you would like the listener at home to do i'll just i'll be picky here they should listen to the afterlight podcast oh well here we are (laughs) michelle and i have (laughs) michelle and i actually have an amazing couple of episodes on that podcast yeah we will say yeah um, where i interviewed michelle and it's really cool and um it's really yeah really interesting lots of really good stuff on there so check that out but you know all of our episodes are different they're all on different subjects i don't see how people can't like it precisely precisely all right lauren great episode today thank you so much Thank you. And thank you, my friend, for all the editing. Our listener at home doesn't know, but there are some major tech issues in this episode. So well done to you. We'll see. We'll see. Don't thank me yet, Laura. We'll see how it turns out. It may be, uh, it may be the listener home is very well aware, but we'll uh, see how I go. <laughs> Let's not count our chickens till they've hatched. Sounds good. All right. Chat soon.